Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh boy. Hello, welcome to Cinebuds. I'm 89's Justin Barney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about the movie Palm Springs. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. Palm Springs is a comedy that is on Hulu right now. Okay, Polly, what is Palm Springs about? Uh, Palm Springs is Groundhog Day. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it stars Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. And uh, Andy Samberg is the first one you realize. They're at a wedding in Palm Springs, and he is repeating the same day every day, wakes up to the same day. So when you when we get into the film, he's already had this experience. This experience is already happening for him. And then the film kind of takes off when you realize that and he meets Kristen Milioti's character. Who's the bride's wife. I'm sorry, Brad's <laughs> the bride's sister, uh, who's sort of like a cantankerous sister. That's kind of a typical character, but she does a really good job of it. And, uh, they, they kind of, she kind of discovers that he's doing this over and over again and then gets pulled into it. I felt like it was like a, a dash of Ace Ventura, <laughs> a, a heaping scoop of Groundhog's Day and a sprinkle of like a Michael Schur uh, TV show like The Good Place all in 2020. I was going to say like just a drop of um, being John Malkovich. Yes. Like a little bit. It gets a little arty in places, just a touch, which I kind of liked. And it's a little bit more dramatic in parts. There's just like a little bit of acting chops more than you normally see in an Andy Samberg movie, which is nice. I loved this movie. Yeah. Boy, I, I think it might be my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. That's bold. Yeah. It ended (laughs) and I was like, I could not believe how much that affected me because it, it like on on the surface, it is like a good 90-minute comedy. Right. And so it's got all of those bits, and then it just has enough of the, like, philosophical drops and just, like, just enough of, like, real kind of, like, meaning behind it to be like, this is a movie about the terrifying commitment of love. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and your boy is a sucker. I <laughs> loved it. I really, really liked it too. And when I was first, at first when I was watching it, I was like, okay, this is kind of what I expected. It was just going to be like a, I thought it was really funny and had a lot more substance than I expected it to. So I, I think it was great. Andy Samberg is a funny gentleman, but this one had a little bit extra sauce on it. I liked it. We are going to talk more about the movie uh, after the break. Just a second. We'll be right back. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission 
And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And oh, we're back. Holy crunch. <laughs> Made up a word. Okay, Polly. Yeah. How are you doing? I am sleepy. <laughs> Consistently. Okay, Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, it is a movie about the terrifying commitment of love sure. and unflinchingly, unflinchingly embracing it in the face of uncertainty. Also, more on the surface, <laughs> it's a film about a man and a woman who are reliving the same day at a wedding every day. <laughs> I loved it so much. I think, like, as a person who has um, been intimidated by the terrifying commitment of love, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that it just like it just like really hit a. a a tender spot on in my you know the makeup of who i am right i think that like a good movie will will do that no for sure um it's also a very well-timed movie probably unintentionally timed movie um because it's we all for a long time have and still are Reliving the same day over and over again. <laughs> right. I, we both uh, mentioned that when we were watching it. We're like, oh, this is very, very uh, uh, of the time. One thing that I thought that it did really well is, um, so it is is the narrative. Uh, so, so it's like Groundhog's Day. I could see people being like, well, this is Groundhog's Day. There's only so much that you can do with this. But it did take... Um, it did more. It did more than that. Yeah. You th- you would think that that would only lead down one path, right? But they but they have the the interesting part in it is how they have the there's kind of three central characters. The like the one being Andy Samberg, the second being Kristen Mo- Moliati, and then there's a third, J.K. Simmons, who is great. And both of them kind of have like a different philosophy behind it. And there were some kind of lines where you're like, this is a, this, this is a funny ha ha movie. And then there was like a line that was like, here is it's kind of like serious bit of like philosophy on how we look at living every day about like the existence of life, um, about the importance of love. It, It just hit on all of these like really big nebulous topics. And, inserted just that just that like that 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 little bit of reality that little bit of philosophy like in in this comedy and i felt like those things being the backbone for like what this movie was and then having like all the comedy on top of it and right. the how like tightly knit it was it just yeah. did it for as me. much as as much as groundhog day is a classic and always will be this movie did i feel like did more with the conceit of the film. It has three different characters experiencing this. And you're right, you're right when they all have different uh, attitudes towards what's happening to them. And they all change during it. Um, yes. And, they, and so that creates yeah. this like dialogue of like, what, what is this? Okay, what is life? It right. gives this like existential thread through the entire thing. And like the takes that you can all have that are either right or wrong or, you know, like just how different people view living 
yeah. the same day over and over. And I thought that was really powerful. J.K. Simmons' character is interesting because he starts out being just angry and vengeful about being sucked into this. And then you see him start to realize, and you see his, so he seems almost like this Mad Max type character who's like out for revenge. But yeah. then you discover his family and he, at first he's like, I'm not going to see my kids grow up. Find your Irvine. What's that? Find your Irvine. That was his thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that was right. like his his central philosophy. Like you were saying, like he goes through this traumatic experience and then sees how delicate and precious life is and how just appreciating being happy with where you are. Exactly. Is That was like his his philosophy was like creating your happiness yeah. or finding your happiness. And then he realized you know? he was trapped in a pretty wonderful day with his kids and his wife. So – it's really interesting, and that's just one aspect. And the great thing about this is not just that it it brings all these deep, and not just, I should say, just that it brings all these deep kind of thoughts and ideas and philosophies to the surface. But because you have all these different ideas, there's so much more comedy to add on top of those. So it actually adds many more layers of funny to a, what is a comedy. We're talking about it as this philosophical thing, which has it has that. But it is right. hilarious, more and more funny because of all the different ideas. And Absolutely. they do a great job with the bits that you can do based on this conceit and that conceit. So I genuinely, it's, so the comedy is like at a new level, or a, a higher level. I wouldn't say new level. It's not like the most innovative thing in the world, but it's pretty impressive. Absolutely. And I feel like the, and the comedy is well, like I'm talking about like the serious aspects of it, but that was like kind of lesser than kind of the overall comedy of it. And especially when you have the lead being Andy Samberg, who kind of is like a Bill Murray character where like Bill Murray is like, is a goof, you know, Andy Samberg is a goof, you know, like that's kind of his thing. I really love Andy Samberg. I watched like all Brooklyn nine, nine, just kind of like all the things that he's in. I just think that he really, he really gets that goofiness. Yeah. You know, and he he's goofy and he's tender and he's never like negative or demeaning or mean. You oh, know? Yeah. I have a perfect insert right now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I love goofy, stupid stuff. However, I like goofy, stupid stuff that is done by smart people. And I yeah. genuinely think Andy Sandberg has a great sense of style with him. He knows what what silly thing he's going to do is going to hit. Um, yeah. And speaking of his so kind and positive, uh, he was at one of those celebrity roasts they've had. I think it was for James Franco. Okay. Andy Samberg gets up and starts talking like, Oh, you're in for it. Now the master of smack is up and <laughs> his whole shtick up there was the opposite of everyone else's. Like he couldn't be mean. <laughs> so he kept saying super nice things and then pretending it was a big slam and it's a simple idea, but he did it such like the characters that he puts on are so genuine and funny and like yeah. na- seemingly naive. But I genuinely think he's a smart comedic actor who just works in a silly genre. You know what I mean? Me too. Yeah. So it, it's he's really good. And he like I said, he has some chops in this one. It's not just that, but there's there's a good amount of it, obviously. And then Kristen Mulyadi as well brings brings like a whole nother aspect of it where like he has been in it for a minute. Like he kind of like has this pessimism and she 
you see her change, you know, like he is like the dark character and then like she becomes darker and then she becomes lighter. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. her, her like character arc through the whole thing is co- kind of like constantly always changing. And she like kind of really is the hero here. And I thought that she did like, uh, and I, I thought she did an absolutely great job. I, I have never really like, seen her before in anything. You know what? I don't, you may have yeah. because I look her up and then I was like, oh, yeah. She, I will tell you, she was on one, a really, really good episode of 30 Rock, which is one of the best comedies, I think, ever. Genuinely. It's, it's oh, phenomenal. Absolutely. She, was, yeah. uh, she played this female comedian who joined the cast and she was really highly sexualized. And Tina Fey's character mm. was really, really opposed to her. And it turns out she was actually this really smart, edgy comic that was hiding from an abusive boyfriend. It within this character, wow! And it was very fun. I mean, it's very dark concept, yeah. concept, but she was very funny, and she essentially played two very opposite characters within this episode. She's really, really good. And then I've actually watched some interviews with her for this film, and her and Andy Samberg are riffing back and forth. So she's genuinely, genuinely hilarious. Um, but yeah, they were phenomenal, and her character. Like you say, yeah, it does go through changes, but her the story arc, there's like genuine, genuine twists and surprises in this that I didn't see. Um, mm-hmm. and especially with her character. So it's it's really well written. It's incredibly well written, and I laughed a lot. And it's one of those that I like, I would watch this again. You know, it's a it's like a tight 90. Yeah. It's the like the jokes are really good, and also the message is good. And I think that you would pick up on things that you didn't, even when they like go through the first like one of the best parts of this was when when it turns into Groundhog's Day, and like yeah. I didn't know that going in. And then when they when they like reveal that it is Groundhog's Day, and then you like you think back on like what just happened, and then it's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> also, <laughs> and then you the, see how they do it again, and you're like, oh, of course, that's right. why he is so weird. And just like in Groundhog's Day, when you finally when he finally just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I can do whatever I want. right and then you see how every day starts over and how he changes what he does in the day like like they did in groundhog day this was genuinely just as good as that because you see him take advantage of some things and then just throw other things on its head yeah um really really solid and like freak people out because you know exactly what they're gonna say uh interesting oh go ahead i was gonna say there there was a period in my life where I kept on renting the movie Groundhog's Day from the pick and save on 27th Street when yeah. we lived there when I was like eight years old. We moved when we were eight. So yeah. it must have been like, I must have been like seven or eight. And every time we would go, I would rent Groundhog's Day yeah. because I loved it so much. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's a little insight into like. I like the idea that you rented it every day just to make the people there think they were going through Groundhog's Day. <laughs> It's like, didn't this guy do this yesterday? Am I living the same day? <laughs> this freaking kid. <laughs> yeah. This movie, incidentally, uh, premiered at Sundance and broke the record for the highest amount paid for a film at Sundance. Wow. So, and the funny part is that Andy Samberg was talking about it and he's, it was actually 69 cents more than the <laughs> previous film. So they broke the record by 69 cents. And they were doing these um, like negotiations and it apparently goes throughout the night and everything. And he said, yeah, we're about to hit this like, I don't know, it's like $17 million. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, that's the same as they 
paid previously, like, do you want to go a little higher just so you can break the record? And they insisted that their, <laughs> doing that their management say, I, and they're like, do you seriously want us to do 60? He goes, yes, it has to be 69 cents. <laughs> that and he goes, is so funny. <laughs> he goes, it was the middle of the night. We were all so punchy and tired and we just insisted <laughs> on something like that, which is pretty, pretty hilarious. That is so funny. Christopher, what else have you been watching? Oh, you know what I've been re- rewatching hmm. is um, the series It Man. I it's like IP Man. Oh yeah, I, I that's on my instant cue. Yeah, it's a yeah. Mar- it's a martial arts series um, of films that started in uh, like twenty two thousand five. I want to say uh, yeah. two thousand eight. Um, but they they starred Donnie Yen, who's this like yeah. martial arts great martial arts actor. And it's based on a true story of this man um, who, who's like a Kung Fu master in China. And uh, he, I think he was Bruce Lee's mentor. Yeah. But this, the, the franchise takes place far before Bruce Lee comes into the, it takes place in China when Japan invades uh, this area of China, China. And uh, it's really good. The, the, Martial arts choreography is amazing, and uh, the story is really good and kind of heartbreaking. The unfortunate part <laughs> is that you – I mean, it's not unfortunate. Is It's common. as you. There's four of these films, one of which just came out last year, and I just watched the finale, It Man 4, the finale, and that's, wow. that is not good. <laughs> there is still really good martial arts scenes in it. Uh, but Any franchise that gets yeah, to number to four, four – like three, yeah, there's some it's great tough. classic thirds, but then yeah. you gotta stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoy those the first couple of movies. Uh, but I will say the fourth one does have Bruce Lee in it. Um, not actual Bruce Lee. It's an actor playing Bruce Lee oh, in the boy. 70s. Yeah, and oh, he does have a resemblance to Bruce Lee, but he looks older than Bruce Lee ever made it to. Oh, yeah. So it's disconcerting watching what would have been an older Bruce Lee, but oh, yeah. it's like, no, you don't, he, you look way older than he ever got to. So the, again, good, um, some good fight choreography, but the, and the actors are, except for Donnie Yen, the actors are terrible. <laughs> it, you know, that's like, that's like the second movie on like my Netflix isn't queue. And yeah. like, I, I feel like those movies are, it's a lot of like what I don't love, which is like highly choreographed action scenes, just like never really do anything for me. But every once in a while, those are my favorite. Every once in a while, I like, I do love the like martial arts movies. Yeah. Where if I'm in the mood for it, I'm like, I do love it. Oh, I love a well choreographed martial arts. (laughs) sequence so much this is what i hated about like the when those darker batman movies came out all the action scenes were blurry and dark and you couldn't see who was hitting who which i guess you're supposed to be it's batman it's in the dark i guess that's the thing Mm. but i was like no i want to see the work that goes into these fight scenes into the choreography yeah Yeah, like bruce lee films there's only a couple that are genuinely good beginning to end if right. I'm being honest. However, it's still worth watching the other ones that story-wise and whatnot, maybe not as solid, but the choreography and the martial arts scenes are always just stellar. 
Um, yeah. So I highly recommend watching any Bruce Lee movie. Obviously, yes. Enter the Dragon is the best one. Uh, but there's a yes. lot of great ones, especially the one where he fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar kicks him in the chest, and the footprint he leaves on his chest goes his entire torso. That is like one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. But Ip Man, I will say the original Ip Man is a, is a good one. So I would, I would check that one out. What have you been watching? I've honestly, I've not watched anything. This is the first movie that I watched since the last time that we recorded. Oh, wow. But I do want to plug something I've been listening to. So I was in Vermont last week and I had to drive home for 17 hours. Oh, 17 hours in good. a car by myself. And I downloaded like all this stuff to listen to. And uh, then, of course, I just listened to The Flaming Lips for like six hours straight. Oh, my God. Do you know that I have an obsession with The Flaming Lips? Uh, I don't, but that's understandable. And it, it's just like such a – there's such a weird band for me because it, it, it just like – it just doesn't make sense to me that yeah. I like this band. They're really? like – I don't really love any other bands like from – from like that period, I mean, they're still active and I love their active stuff. Um, but it, it's just like, it's it's just so not what I normally gravitate towards, but I am obsessed with Flaming Lips. And so I listened to like, they, they released like a 53 song best of oh my album last year that I like really got into. And I've listened to and own all like 18 of their albums but then there are these three albums that they released before they signed to warner and i was like i'm gonna listen to these three albums and i listened to their very first album here it is from 1986 and it is like listening to a different band it's like this is not it's not the flaming lips but it's but it is the flaming lips and i love it just as much as i mean i don't love it for the reasons that i love like their their material since they signed to warner through now yeah but it is it sounds like it's like the replacements and uh, nick cave and the bad seeds in the late 80s and i love both of those bands and it just sounds like they're trying to be like in the middle of both of those bands and i love it and i'm here for it so um is that first album is that the one that had vaseline on it no that's in the middle of their like warner period seriously the, those oh, are oh so there's even i because i love them too but i'm not as yeah as familiar with all their stuff, obviously. Vaseline was the beginning of their career as far as I knew, like as far as I was aware right. of them. But I didn't realize And that's kind of like where stuff. Yeah, that's kind of like that's where I think naturally everybody kind of like thinks their their career yeah. started. That's that's kind of like where their career like began to take off. Um but these are the albums uh pre Oh that'd be really Jelly. interesting to hear. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. Palm Springs. Yeah, I would check it out. So good. Yeah, enjoy so it. Good. If you have Hulu, Watch it. if you don't, it still exists. It's, but, it's on uh, Hulu whether you have it or not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited. Thank you very much this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> Kenny Perez. You're earning our, it. You're earning it, Kenny. You're, you're earning it. Um, our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. Oh, thank you, Brett Newski. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Ooh. Thank you to Associated Bank, who supports Cinebuds. That's very kind of you. And thank you to our members at 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Oh, uh, you are glorious beyond the telling. 
And somehow we could not do this. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we could, but go ahead. <laughs> I feel like we could, but amazingly, we could not do this without one yeah. person. Who's that? And that is the one and only oh, K Polly. Oh, what? Can't remember anything. Remembers that he needs to be thanked. I remember I need to be thanked. It's in my contract that I alone am thanked at the end. But yes. I, my brain won't hold any other information. Uh, thank you, K Polly. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. You're working very hard today as well. Um, please like and subscribe to Cinebuds on. Uh, tell your friends. I tell your mom. Tell, your friends. tell your tell people you don't like. You'll show them. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you next week. Bye, everybody.